What's up, guys? This is the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whedon, here with a good buddy of mine, Justin, at Jambox. What's going on, Justin? Not much, Chris. Nice to be here. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having us in your space. Um, We are in the Jimi Hendrix room right now, as you can tell. (laughs) And so it's a very unique space here. And so when I met Justin, I would say a few weeks ago at Creative Mornings, right? That's right. And he was telling me about um, his technically like a co-working space for artists, right? for, for musical artists. And so um, I was like, got to check it out. Did a tour. Absolutely awesome. I can't wait to come in here and, and rip it up, yeah, you know, right. record some, record some stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so thank you again for, for allowing us to be in your space. And, um, yeah, let's, let's get to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Yeah. So, so, well, tell me, tell me, tell me more about Jambox, right? Like I, I had never heard of a co-working space for artists in this capacity. So is this the first of its kind? Like, how did this come about? Sure. Yeah. So we like to think of it as a, a co-musicing space, like you said, a co-working space for artists, um, there are music rehearsal spaces out there in, in every city, but those are kind of not focused on a network or a community. So, you know, ones I've used in the past is you you show up and you use a room for three hours and then you leave um, or you rent the room by the month and that's it. You kind of, everyone else in the space you have no connection with, kind of ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jambox was started of the, um, like you said, kind of off the uh, co-working idea where people um, of all ages are looking for a community, looking to be with people outside of just the, you know, in the work office or working from home, but to have this um, place to meet and grow and work together, whether it's as a musician or as an artist. And we thought that that's something that artists would love is to have a, to be a part of a community. And, and Charlotte, I think, not to, I don't know if it's fair for me to say needed that, but it's something that could add a lot to the community and there's a place for it here. 100%. And where I know you moved here from, was it Tennessee? Chicago. Or Chicago. Okay. <laughs> so um, tell me more about the space there because it's, it's a same concept, obviously. Is it still Jambox or is it a different? Oh, in Chicago? Yeah. Oh, no. So this is this is the first Jambox, first time I've ever done anything like this. In Chicago, I was okay. um, not doing anything related to, to music personal space, actually. Gotcha. Um, okay. So I met, um, met someone down here who was interested in starting this space, mm-hmm. um, and he knew my background as... A musician, but also um, had a little bit of a, a, I had a business degree. So um, the ability to kind of hopefully start something. So I moved down here for this gig and hopefully there'll be more jam boxes in the future. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So first of its kind, which is awesome. Very unique. I love, I love the different rooms. There's, you have a space that's rented out by a DJ right now um, by I believe, like, uh, is it is it uh, a piano? Uh, what what is? It? Yeah, it's a school of music, but they just okay. have the, the keyboard set up, um, and there's teachers and students who come in and out of there. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And you're meeting all these different artists. You have, you, you host like my open mic nights. Um, you have all these different events that, that go on. How has the city come, um, I guess, taking this on and, and, and what is the response that you've got? Sure. Um, so I tell people the last six or nine months have been a completely different ball game than the previous 18. Cause we, I moved down here January, 2020, um, construction was slowly, like it was just about to get underway when I got here. So we pretty much wrapped up the major projects in construction in June or July of 2020. So that was a really hard time to try and get people into a shared space. Fair. Um, and it's been, uh, at the end of 2021 when people started to get more comfortable, you know, um, the membership total has kind of, um, gone on an upward trajectory, which is really nice to see, you know, you have someone join, um, to play by themselves or like, you know, my band's going to come through and then all four or five of them become members and they tell someone else about it. And it's just, uh, it's been a nice way to meet people. It's been great. Um, the other night there were two or three bands in here and there was such an overlap. It was like someone would walk in and be like, Oh, what's going on? I haven't seen you in forever. And they just, they didn't know that each other were going to be here, but they'd yeah. all play music with each other at some point in the past or knew each other from some other circle. So that's been really cool to like, um, these groups that already exist, yeah. like circles of friends or circles of musicians coming here and having a new place to, to gather. That's awesome. Yeah. And so do you host any like networking events for the artists to come together and meet and, and maybe collab? Yeah, it's a great, that's a great question. Um, we, ha- we haven't done like just a straight up networking event, um, but that's that's absolutely in the works, and I expect something like that to be to be here this summer. We've done a a workshop um, where someone kind of led led a class learning about um, performing and building your profile as a musician, like your um, your persona. Um, but I haven't had one that's just built around the the networking aspect. But it's okay. definitely something I'm interested in doing. Right on. Yeah, I think that would be really sick yeah yeah i would have to i would have to come to that you'd be invited (laughs) awesome awesome yeah no it's it's very unique i love that you know co-working spaces are becoming like on trend right and so you're starting to see them pop up especially in major cities all over the place so Mm -hmm. it is cool to see them taking on a different shape or different look yeah and so because most of co-working spaces are for your your everyday business professional um things like that and so right. it's cool to see the the artists the musical side of of, of this kind of take shape so. for sure yeah um yeah but i i'm really looking forward to just having people working out there in the, in the common space and yeah. using it as such, as opposed to, um, like I said, just being rooms that people come in and, and rent. It's, I would, I think it's a lot more, um, cost effective to come here a couple of times a week than go to Starbucks a couple of times a week. 100%, 100%. Yeah, no, I see, I see the vision. I love, I love what, it is right now, yeah. but I can see the vision of where you're looking to take it. So that's, that's Appreciate awesome. That. Absolutely. So you mentioned you, you weren't doing this before when you were in Chicago and you know, like what, what were you doing when you were in Chicago and then what made you say, 
yeah, I'll move to a, a new city and take this off. Right. So actually, I got to Chicago. It was also kind of a move to the new city, move to a new city and try something new. Okay. I was working on sales job in Connecticut after college, and then was uh, singing and learning guitar and having a bit of success writing my own music. And I said, I want to give this music thing a shot. Move yeah. to Chicago because there's a lot more going on there than in Connecticut. There. <clears throat> and uh, so I spent the first couple of years kind of just growing as a musician, um, meeting started a band um, and then a couple years on I was supporting myself as a both as a solo artist playing weddings and corporate gigs and things mm-hmm. like that um, and as a lead singer of a rock band my, my band Honeystone so nice. I was doing music full-time I was also actually taking math classes and had started the process of um, getting a degree for teaching okay. teaching math classes um, and tutoring a bunch and then i just actually started um masters in teaching at national lewis university when i heard about this gig and i was like you know i teaching is great but there's a lot of it's a difficult job and there's a lot of a lot of positives a lot of drawbacks and this seems just like a perfect ideal opportunity to be an entrepreneur in the music industry yeah this is great and you still get to teach right like you still get to be a part of the creative process and um and and watch you know that take place that's right i think that's i think that's such an amazing thing cool yeah Yeah. that's a good point um yeah teaching's not totally lost i'm still giving some um music lessons every once in a while yeah yeah still have an opportunity that's awesome yeah so obviously you talked about the vision for the future of Jambox, um possibly seeing these start taking shape in other other cities so what what does that look like is there a time span is there have y'all had any of these conversations already sure we so um i guess i didn't mention that it's a it's part of morningstar storage which is where we are right now um jambox is connected to a really big storage facility it's the same the same property um and they're the ones who are backing it and, and hired me to to do this okay um so morningstar storage has like 13 sites here in Charlotte. Um, but from our research, from the research I've done, it seems like people are coming from everywhere to this spot. So we were thinking initially, maybe we'll do a new, another one in Charlotte in, uh, Noda, for example, but, um, location hasn't really, doesn't seem to be a barrier. So like people are willing to travel to come here. So we're thinking, okay, maybe next one's going to be somewhere else. Um, there's, uh, there's a really cool storage site in Richmond, Virginia that we have. That's like in the, um, like a really old building it's really cool kind of like this one but uh, yeah. i know there's some stuff going on a lot going on in houston we have a couple sites there okay huge growing city um atlanta there's also yeah. some morning star storage in atlanta so uh i'm open to anything i yeah. think it's a, a big part it's going to be physical location like does it make sense do we have an area do we have like real estate that'll work for it mm-hmm. um and then obviously the city has to be growing or have a need, have some kind of demand for it. 100%. Um, but, you know, I, w- I would love to see this happen in the next two, three years. Awesome. Something awesome. else pop up. Yeah. And and so I, I take it since you're running the first one, you would oversee the development and everything over it. So yeah. um, it, it'll be cool to see where Jambox goes, but it'll also be cool to, to track your progress and see how you're growing and developing 
as well. Yeah, you know? true. Um, because you you went to school for business, so did I, and so we never know what that's going to look like. Sure, you kind of just have to put yourself yeah. out there, and that's what you've done essentially. Yeah, it's funny. I had no idea, like you said, <laughs> what I was going to do with my business degree. Like I started out with a sales job. I did not see that being the um, full career path down there. Um, Get it. And then kind of weaved my way to where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Did Did you have a um, a path in mind when you got your business degree, or was there a reason you you went that direction? Yeah, I got my business degree because I figured if I got hurt playing soccer, I could always fall back on something. I always felt like I'd run my own business. You know, yeah. it's so very similar that, you know, I grew up in that environment. I grew okay. up seeing my parents um, run their own business. And so yeah, cool. I, I knew from a young age, that's what I wanted to do. Didn't know what it would look like. Right. Sure. And so my first job, uh, especially my first job after playing soccer sales job, I was like, there's no way I could do this the rest of my life. Right. Like there's, I'm one, I don't care about what I'm doing, Yeah. but two, like, I'm not happy. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm literally just making a, a paycheck. Sure. And so I, I moved on to something else and began to work my way up the corporate ladder thinking, okay, well, this is what I need to do. Right. Sure. Again, making more money and I'm still miserable. I was like, yeah. you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. And so, cool. yeah, it kind of just began to take shape kind of what, with what you've said, I just said yes to, to new opportunities. Good for you. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. What did your parents have a business in? Uh, they, business? my grandmother owned a hair salon. Cool. And so she ran, um, one of the most successful, like black owned businesses in the town that I'm from San Angelo, Texas. And it is great to see like, or to hear people come up to me even today and say like, your grandmother, your grandparents in general showed us that it was possible and we started our own business, right? Like, That's awesome. and I never thought about that as a kid, you know, yeah. I was just like, I don't know, it's a hair salon, now. right? you know, like right. she has some barbers, she, you know, yeah. she's, she works hard. I don't know. And so, but I learned a lot from seeing that process. I learned a lot from, from you know, what not to do and, and sure. what to do yeah. and to just take a chance, take a risk. What's funny is I get that entrepreneurial spirit from her, mm -hmm. but my vision scares her, you know? Okay. So she like took a risk to start her business. Exactly. That's funny. We've had this conversation. I'm like, I've learned that not everybody's going to get it. Not everybody's going to understand the vision that you have for you because, you know, it wasn't given to them. Right. Her vision was given to her and she ran with it. Okay. My vision was given to me and, and I'm running with it. Yeah. And it's going to be really awesome to see what happens in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's um, to bring it back to Jambox. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's been a really cool part of this. And um, we've talked about it with my um, the people who, who are backing it, it's like there is no roadmap for it right now. Mm -hmm. So a big part of it is going to be making mistakes and like getting something wrong. And I, I know, or I, I, I hear that in the business world, it's, you're never, that process probably never ends, right? You're going to mm -hmm. be, you're going to be making mistakes until 
there's no there's no perfect so but it's it's been interesting to have like that mindset and be like okay let's try this obviously i'm not trying to make a mistake but if it happens then hopefully i can learn from it and and next time be better right right that's the most important thing is is preparing yourself like putting a plan together preparing myself for whatever's to come and learning from it right and then continuing to move forward a lot of people approach business or you know if you look at entrepreneurs when they start a business i think 90 percent of them fail yeah right you know like so it's, and i don't think it's people aren't preparing themselves for what's to come right no one knew that covid was going to happen sure but you said you moved here during covid i started i started my podcast right before covid started yeah and think about all the people that did start when everybody was like oh this is like the world's ending or yeah. whatever we have to shut down business so many businesses started in that time right and so it's, it's cool to see like people take on the perspective of why not now? Like if it's easy, everybody would do it. And so clearly maybe it's not going to be easy, but I'm willing to take that risk. Right. So there's always something rough going on or there's always an excuse, right? Always. It's never going to be a perfect scenario. Always. Yeah. Always. I mean, even, you know, you moving down here, running this facility, Morningstar, which is awesome that the storage unit is the one that's backing this financially. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that there's no blueprint or there's no like, they're like, look, yeah. we're just, let's see how this one does. If right. it works, then great. Like, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll just keep moving forward and start right. a new one. Yeah. What was it that Morningstar saw in this um, concept that said, Hey, I want to back this financially. Sure. Um, like I said, they have 13 or, or 15 sites in the Charlotte area, some in Fort Mill and some, you know, up at by Lake Norman. Um, and they had bands practicing in a handful of them or like a bunch of them there in these storage units, which are truly just tin cans without a roof. <laughs> so it's like, you couldn't, you couldn't draw up a worse place to play music. Fair. Um, so they were thinking, seems like there's some demand here. It's not ideal to be playing music in one of those. It's not ideal to manage a band playing in one of those. And, you know, power is a huge aspect of, being a full band, you need you need good power to plug in your amps and your speakers, and that's always difficult um, in a storage unit. So they had, um, I was telling you earlier, this this whole facility used to be a textile factory, and this was the office building attached to the, the factory itself. Yeah. So this this was here um, was already an office space. Um, we so we, they saw this space and they're like this this could work. Let's let's demolish everything in here and put up some legitimate soundproof walls, okay. um, invest a little bit in, in the decor and like make it a place where people are going to feel safe and comfortable yeah. um, and have some security as well. And then see if, you know, you've taken that, it's a couple, it's not just one step up from a storage unit. I mm -hmm. feel like it's a bunch of steps up in terms of quality and, yes. and uh, yes. comfort. So yeah, that, that was, that was the path. That's awesome. The idea of that. That's awesome. I love that. You saw an opportunity that was it mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean obviously yes they had the the financial backing that the support from running a successful business already but right. seeing a need that it did so i'm assuming none of them are artists none of them play music no and they were just like here's a need we feel like we can fill it yeah that's, that's awesome. right yeah i think they've been a super flexible company in general for 
since they started in, in the early 80s. So, you know, open to new ideas and yeah. changing as the industry changes, as, as the world changes. So that's been huge. Yeah. And the cool thing that I'm picking up on just from a, a business mind um, is, hey, we run storage units. I see opportunity for growth in, in this area of co-working as well for artists. Yeah. Let's see what the ROI would be there as well, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, so right. just putting yourself in to a completely different market and saying, "All right, let's see, let's see what we can make happen." I right. love that. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I feel lucky to to be a part of it. Yeah, it is, and like you said, it, it it's a risk. Um, of course, anything good you got to start with. Yeah, yeah, faith of some kind. So, how many rooms are at this facility right now? We have twelve uh, private rooms, and then the common space the co-working space um they range from 100 square feet or smallest ones actually like 95 square feet and then uh, the two biggest ones are 280 square feet so the small ones are i have some that are rented out full time so people leave their stuff there they come and go uh, as they please and then some that are available to be rented hourly so people who use those it's like um bands five person bands use the larger rooms i've had some you know someone just come in and need to practice guitar needs to turn up the amp and can't do that in the apartment fair um and then you know actually people have have done like had a meeting here because it's a nice space you know uh air conditioned and heated so they like brought in some chairs brought in the table just as a as a meeting space okay. um so right now we have like i said 12 rooms six are being rented full-time and then six are available to be rented hourly. Okay, awesome and soundproof. Um, you know, it's not not perfect, but it's not a storage unit. Yeah, it's not a storage unit. <laughs> it's not a it's not a bedroom. It's not an office space. It's not a recording studio, but it's you know it's it's closer to that than it is to a bedroom. Yes. Yeah. I can see the the next facility having a recording studio. Yeah, though. potentially. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thank you again for, for allowing us in here. Um, I'm definitely going to make sure I record something at some point, probably a smaller room. Yeah, you know, right. I don't, I don't know how to play instruments. I tried when I was a kid and was over it, you know, so, <laughs> but I have, uh, I can sing. So at least I have that. So maybe you can connect me with some artists. Maybe you can play the guitar for and, sure. we'll, and we'll just, uh, throw something together yeah do a nice little collab yeah looking forward to that you should <laughs> awesome. definitely get something out there yeah man so well thank you all for tuning in this is a charlotte special um shout out to creative mornings for even allowing this connection to happen true Great and call. um yeah so if there was anything you could take from this episode my only ask is that you share it if there are things that i can work on personally my ask is that please let me know. And so until next time, thank y'all for tuning in and always supporting. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you.